0: Welcome cocktail adventurers to the land where the drinks flow like stories and the stories. Well, they're usually about drinks. It's the giant cocktails happy hour. I'm Matthew Henry, the guardian of the cocktail grimoire, weaving tales from the sacred scrolls of celebrated mixologists and soaring above sprinkling a bit of flair and unexpected ingredients from his alchemist pouch is my brother, the Sultan of Sips, Ben Henry. He might offer you a drink that makes you feel like you've ridden a magic carpet or wrestled with a genie. So expect the unexpected, but fear not, for I'll always be here to anchor us with the timeless tales and tipples of tradition. Cue the magic, Hold on to your cups, and let's embark on yet another enchanting episode of the Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. How you doing, Sultan of Sips? Grimoire. Wow. I don't even know what that means. I have. I, I didn't even know if I pronounced it right. It just. I just was reading, and all of a sudden there was this French word, and I'm like, <laughs> I should just. I should say it that way. I don't even know. Well, you
1: you did pronounce it correctly, and I like being a Sultan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that now I can refer to my bar as an oasis and, uh, sure. yeah, you know, cause sultans, they're like kings of deserty places, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what, that's what, that's the definition of a sultan.
1: King of a deserty
0: place. <laughs> well, a grimoire. Okay. A book of magic spells and invocations. Yeah, I like it.
1: That's right. That's right. And, which is good, because it's like you, you open it up and you've got your, your recipes for
0: all your potions and stuff. That's right. I'm the guardian of the cocktail grimoire. I like it. Yeah, that's right. I like it. If there, if there was anything that I wanted to be a guardian of, that would be it.
1: Yeah, well, what I like is, is that ChatGPT didn't, like, relegate you to, like,
0: you know, second fiddle. Yeah, Right. yeah. Like, we, each, you know, we each have our place. You that's know. right. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guardian and you're a sultan.
1: Right. Well, that is interesting. You're still the guy who plays it safe. Who, who the straight I think I need, to, I
0: need to i need to give myself more credit on the prompt i think that's the problem uh, yeah you know, yeah you need I to... think the prompt uh, needs to be updated a little bit yeah yeah all right stay tuned next week folks <laughs> right. i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a i'm gonna be a whole different light here it uh,
1: also on, doesn't um, reflect reality in some of the recipes that we brought to the show which we've discussed in the past <laughs> yeah like yeah no
0: <laughs> all right all right fair enough fair enough well how you
1: doing i'm good i am on the road again so once again folks i apologize profusely uh, for uh, any audio oddities. Uh, I, I don't think I sound like I am in the bottom of a garbage can. Um, unlike the times in past, though, when I was on the road, we did not pre-record this episode, so I am recording the cocktail episode in a hotel room. But the good news is, it's a road trip. We, we drove in our car, and so I was able to pack all of my recording equipment. So I almost have my normal setup. But, of course, I'm not in my beautifully acoustic, um, acoustically perfect uh, closet.
0: No. I'm in a no, hotel
1: room, which is a little bit more expansive. I'm sitting right next to the small refrigerator. And there's also the air conditioning vent right above my head. And um, and I have an audience this time. My, my wife is here listening to me record. And that's also why I can't turn the air conditioner off. Also, I don't want to. But you know, but I'm doing good. I'm yeah. I'm I'm on I'm on a um, I'm on a what's what's that called an anniversary trip? I almost called it a honeymoon trip. Like twenty five yeah, you know. twenty five years later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, happy anniversary, happy twenty fifth. That's a yeah, milestone.
1: It is. That's I mean, yeah, we we're I mean, doing you got married different.
0: when you were sixteen, so that's pretty impressive.
1: That's right. Well, and we have we have raised an adult, which is why we are traveling without children.
0: Because like we can just leave the
1: adult behind. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's a magical time, folks. It's a magical time for those of you who've got like two under two. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, about sorry. That. Yeah, it that sucks.
0: No, I'm sure they're wonderful. Children they are, are great. They are. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're uh, enjoying your your road trip, and and uh, happy anniversary to you and your lovely wife. Uh, who it's hard to believe that I've known for way longer than 25 years. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: That's what Uh, happens when
0: you marry your high school sweetheart. Yes. Yes. Uh, I just remember her sitting in our living room watching mystery science 3000 or, you know, whatever it was. Mystery
1: uh, theater 3000.
0: What is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, it's been a while. Uh, anyway. Uh Well, so good. I'm glad things are going well. I, I know what you mean. Last week I traveled with my, I have twins and, and we have a younger daughter. And so one of my twins stayed with the younger one while we went to college orientation for the other. And it was quite weird not having to arrange for babysitters or doing any of that kind of stuff. It was just like, hey, take care of your sister. We'll be back in a couple of days. And, uh, and we came back and everyone was alive. So, you know, it, w- it, w- it was wonders. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, OK, so I got a question for you, as I always do. Twenty five years ago, what did you like most about your wedding? And what, if anything, would you have done differently for those who maybe are listening and haven't quite tied the knot? Uh, what 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 advice would you give looking back twenty five years ago at your wedding? Can you remember that? By the way? <laughs> can remember I remember far that
1: back? far back? Uh, yes. Yes, I can. Um, number one, I think my wife's advice might be reconsider.
0: <laughs> that's true
1: think yeah. think, it's think always an carefully option. reconsider just you know give it a give it a second thought you know maybe those aren't cold feet uh maybe those are uh you know soothsaying legitimate warning signs yeah legitimate warning signs yeah that's what it, that's that, that's a great way to put it matthew maybe those are legitimate warning signs I, on the other hand, would be like, you know, uh, get it done as quickly as possible right after she says yes. Um, no, I, um, hmm, what did, so So, what did I enjoy about my wedding? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, wow. It, it was in a nice location. It was very pretty. It was a very beautiful mm-hmm. place. I like that I, I got married in the same town that I was born in. It felt very... Yeah, it was kind of like full
0: circle. Yeah, it feels very yeah. full
1: circle because I never lived in the town I was born in because the town I was born in didn't have a... Ho- the town that we that we, you and I lived in when we were both uh, first born uh, didn't have a hospital. Wasn't yeah. big enough for that. It didn't even have a stoplight. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there you go. So so we were born in a different town and then we never lived in that town. So uh, yeah, so I, I got... That, that's, that's interesting. What would I do differently? Well, believe it or not, Matthew... Um, and this is going to be a surprise given the nature of this show. My wedding was a dry wedding. And, um, and if right. I could do it over again, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think, I, think, I think weddings should be parties, you know, and, and if at all possible, they should have an open bar. You know, because yeah. yeah. believe it or not, not all of your guests are having as good of a time uh, as you are and think it's as important as you do. <laughs> so so when you can turn it into a party for everyone and some people like music, some people like food and some people like booze and a lot of people like all three. So that's what I would say. Make it. A, right. Well, make it a non-dry, non 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 dry
0: wedding or a
1: non dry okay. wedding. Yes.
0: Yes, right, a non-dry budding. And I, I, I think that's a good choice. I was afraid that you were going to say you would have chosen a different best man. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> uh, go that route.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I might have chosen a different brother if I could. If Let's, let's get real. If I could make that choice, right?
0: Like, let's get real. Let's get real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, well, no. Lamont Wade Jr. is a, you know. You know so.
1: What? <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> if you got married brother. today, Lamont Wade Jr.
0: would be your best man? Oh, he totally would be. <laughs>
1: You don't know him.
0: It's still, he'd still be my best (laughs) friend. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Well, uh, again, happy anniversary to you and your wife. All right, well, uh, you know what time it is. Is it that time? Are you going to do it with me in front of your wife? Of course I am. All right, good. It's time for... Tip Tip of of the the day! Day! Tip of the Day. Tip of the Day. So today's tip... Is all about cocktails when you're entertaining, uh, because you know you, you have friends over. Maybe you, you you've, now you've gotten into this cocktail thing a little bit, and you want to show off some skills, and uh, so you invite people over for a party, and then you play bartender. And guess what? You never get to leave the bar, and you never get to interact with any of your friends. And so, so the tip of the day is batching cocktails. When entertaining is a great way to serve cocktails, uh, to serve fun cocktails, while also getting to enjoy your company. So, you know, one popular one is punch. You know, alcoholic punches are very popular. Uh, that's another way of, of doing it, uh, which I think, Ben, you are going to talk about later. Am I, am I right? That is correct. I have made a batch cocktail for a different
1: reason than entertaining.
0: There are reasons. I mean, hey, other reasons for batching cocktails are you know you want to sneak something into a concert or you want to like you know uh, maybe sneak it into an amusement park or you know just all sorts of reasons to have booze. You just batch it and you know put it in a flask and and uh, away you go. So that is our tip of the day: batching cocktails. And and I I have I have not done a lot of them. I did do the only batching that I've ever done is I did uh, an old fashioned for a golf tournament. And uh, and so I basically just scaled the recipe, uh, and uh, did it that way. Uh, For the old fashioned that I did, I scaled everything but the water, right? So I just I had everything in there, and then when it came time to actually serve it, I poured it into a glass and had and I, you know, it was at a golf tournament, so we just had ice, you know, ice cubes, and I just threw some ice cubes in there and gave it a stir and then threw a cherry in there and, and, and delivered it. And, uh, uh, and that was, it was great. It was, it was a wonderful way. I didn't, t- it wasn't very hard. I didn't spend a lot of time, like, you know, mixing things. Uh, I did it all ahead of time. And so, you know, it, all, there are lots of different batching opportunities that you can make. And there's plenty of, of resources on the internet if you're curious about batching cocktails.
1: Yeah, agreed. And in fact, I, th- mm-hmm. I think we should just go straight into my cocktail. It sounds like it. Yeah. So, so tell us, how did you... Batch your cocktail. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I am on a road trip. I knew I was going to be on a road trip well ahead of time. I did not forget my 25th anniversary, folks. I know you're thinking that I might, that I'm like a kind of guy who would. (laughs) And first of all, that is true. I am the kind of guy that would, but I didn't. Okay. Yes. And you planned ahead even. That's right. I planned ahead. We planned the trip and then I planned ahead and I realized that we're going to be recording the show while we were on the road. And yes, I did get semi-permission from the wife to do that. What I decided to do is, is that I didn't want to be in a situation where I was like, oh, I'll just go get a cocktail from, you know, from the hotel bar or something like that. Because that turns out to be much more difficult than you think it is, right? Well, first of all, they never want you to take it out of the bar. Correct. Right there, yeah. That's that's the biggest problem. They don't want you to move it around. And, like, and then whatever cocktails are on the room service menu are limited and we've probably already done on the show. So so I decided ahead of time that I wanted to batch a cocktail, and uh, so I did a bunch of research on that, and the recipe that I I did today is a gin punch, and uh, let me just tell you what's in it first, and then I'll talk about how I made it and why I made the choices that I did. It is a gin punch, uh, so it has one and a half cups of gin. Remember, this is a batch. We're making this for a lot of Cocktails ahead of time. It has half a cup of maraschino liqueur, an eighth of a cup of demerara sugar. I would definitely use a demerara sugar or a turbinado, something that is a little has a little bit of caramel flavor to it, rather than just using a refined sugar. And then in this particular case, I used a quarter cup of a homemade lemon shrub, and then to that I added one cup of water. And so first I made the lemon shrub two days ahead of time. Once that was ready, I then combined the gin, the shrub, the sugar, and the maraschino liqueur together in a large pitcher. I stirred that well to get the sugar to dissolve most of the way. And then I put that into the refrigerator in a tightly sealed pitcher. And quite frankly, there it could sit until you consume it all. To turn that into a single cocktail, I pour that into a glass with ice. About four ounces is appropriate. And then I added about two ounces of seltzer or club soda on top of that. So it's very, very bright and fruity and sweet. The gin definitely helps balance a lot of the sweetness that is in this cocktail. But it is just a nice, refreshing, fun cocktail. And the... Yeah, I mean that, that drinks drinks very, very well. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the shrub, uh, because the original recipe that I got this from was I found it on because I did what you said, Matthew. I went and I did a bunch of research on the internets and I found it on, I believe, the Washington Post. And but they had then themselves taken the cocktail and modified it from a book called The Punch Bowl by a gentleman by the name of Dan Searing. And both of those recipes called for two tablespoons of lemon juice instead of the shrub that I used. Now, I'm drinking this cocktail so fast that this really probably doesn't matter, but the thing about lemon juice and other cocktails that you might encounter, um, they have a lot of citrus in them or other ingredients that can spoil quickly, right? They oxidize very quickly, and their flavor profile changes very quickly, and they become bitter and and not, um, not good to drink. This recipe doesn't call for a lot of the lemon juice. It's only two tablespoons, but I thought for fun, I would create something that was a little bit more stable that could last in the refrigerator for a much longer period of time, and so that's why I decided to go the route of making a shrub, because a shrub is vinegar not lemon juice or citrus juice and to make the the shrub what I did was I took a bunch of lemon peels or lemons I peeled them very closely tried to avoid as much of the pith as possible and then dropped that into a container with about three quarters of a cup of sugar and then I let that sit for two days and that basically created a very thick oleosacrum. And I took the, the rinds of four lemons, by the way, to do this. And that created about, I want to say, when it was all said and done, about two, two cups of, of the shrub. But uh, after I had created the, the oleosaccharum, I then I added uh, about a cup of water to that. And then I heated that in a saucepan together after I removed all the lemon peels. Uh, and to remove the lemon peels, what I did is I just dropped them into the same water that I used to make the syrup with that i combined with the oleosaccharum i just um i just rinsed them in that same water and then extracted them and you can run that through a strainer or whatever to get them all out and then i so i turned that into effectively what was a lemon flavored simple syrup and then i added to that a cup of white wine vinegar in my case Typically, people use apple cider vinegar, but I used a, a white wine vinegar in my case because I wanted it to be a little bit lighter on the flavor uh, because I was going to pair it with the gin. And then I used—I I ended up with two cups of shrub, so there's still more shrubs sitting in my refrigerator at home, and I only used two ounces of that in the actual final concoction. But what that does is it creates a very lemon-flavored, acidic a substance that you can put into your cocktail that is going to be a lot more stable and is not going to spoil as quickly as something like lemon juice. Now, again, in my particular case, I was going to consume this all within a few days, and so it probably really didn't matter. But, you know, hey, in for a penny, in for a pound. Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is your first shrub, right? This is my first shrub. And I will say this. Making a shrub out of a citrus is a little bit different than making it from a fruit. Typically with making it from a fruit, you wouldn't add any water. Um, you would just right. add the yeah. the sugar to the fruit and then add that to the vinegar, but that's because fruit brings a lot of its own water, water with it, yeah. you know. And, whereas lemon pe- citrus peels don't, so so that's why I made that the syrup in that particular case. But yes, it was my first shrub.
0: Allegedly, people drink those. Allegedly, it's supposed to be good for the health, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and and not as much sugar in in those kind of shrubs. Correct, it's more vinegary. Correct, than correct than sugar. And, and, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with shrubs, uh, they're basically a drinking vinegar. Uh, and as, as Ben described, it's, uh, you know, a vinegar and, uh, some kind of either citrus or fruit or, you know, something, something to give it flavor and then, uh, and then some sweetener. So there's usually those three components that, uh, that create that, that, I mean, they're just another component, uh, for cocktails. And, uh, you know, there's a bar, the bar that I've mentioned many times on the show, the bird in the bottle here in Santa Rosa has many, uh, cocktails on their menu involving shrubs and, uh, so it's uh, that's where I first learned about it, and uh, it's a lot of fun to just you know kind of play around with different types of, of vinegars and uh, just to see what kind of flavor profiles you can make in your cocktails. So this is an excellent that was an excellent idea. Yeah, Ben, thank and you. Your punch sounds delicious. It
1: turned out very well. Yeah, I threw it into an insulated growler and chucked it into an ice chest and took it with me on the road, and it uh, it traveled very well. I'm quite pleased with it. Nice. All right. All right,
0: well, that's uh, the gin punch for those of you uh, running off to make it yourself. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. I think the maraschino liqueur also uh, combined with the demerara. Um, I just think that's the flavors there are amazing. I think that uh, that that punch is probably really refreshing and uh, and and good. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own, my own. Yeah, Mister Mister Seering did a
1: great job when he came up with that flavor profile. <laughs>
0: Good job, Dan. Good job. Yes. Good job, Dan. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's time for my cocktail. And uh, like you, I also got inspiration from this cocktail from someone else. And uh, my cocktail is called uh, Bourbon and Rye Sweet Tea. And it is a recipe that was adapted from a YouTube video by Anders Ericsson, uh who's one of the most popular uh, bartender YouTubers out there. And he did one uh, that was bar- bourbon uh, sweet tea. And so this one closely follows his with a couple of, of different changes, and I'll, I'll let you know what those are. So what's in it? Uh, so the sweet tea uh, has, in my case, has three quarter ounces of bourbon, Three quarter ounces of rye, and you should make sure. I should add that they're high proof bourbons and ryes. So any, uh, so ninety and above is what you're looking for here. Uh, and then one ounce of Amaro Nonino. And once I saw that, I was in on this, because I think as I've cataloged here, that's my favorite Amaro. Uh, it's popularized in the uh, the Paper Plain, which is uh, a modern classic cocktail, which we've we've had on the show here. And so the Amaro Nonino, one ounce of that. Quintessentia. Okay, thank you. One ounce of Amaro Nonino Quintessentia. And uh, then you're going to add a half ounce of peach liqueur. And then three, three quarter ounces of simple syrup or a half ounce of uh, semi-rich simple syrup, which is what uh, Anders has in his, but I didn't have uh, the semi-rich, so I just used, I just upped the amount a little bit to three-quarter ounces of simple syrup. And then you're going to do a half ounce of lemon juice, and then you're going to add four ounces of cold black tea. So the four ounces of cold black tea. I am using just straight, like, you know, um, I don't even remember the brand. One of the popular brands of black tea. It's got a little bit of orange uh, profile in it, uh, but very refreshing cold black tea. Uh, and you add all... Of, oh, and then I put in two dashes of peach bitters, uh, which... Um, so Anders Ericsson's his was a bourbon one, but in the video he talks about how it should be a he prefers a high rye bourbon. Uh, and so I was like, well then I'm just going to do a half bourbon, half rye and uh, and go from that. And so I get the spice from that. And then uh, and then I added the two dashes of peach bitters mainly because I have them. And when else am I going to use peach bitters, right? I mean, so this this was the time to use it. So, so you put all those into a mixing glass. It's a lot, I will say. It's a, so you're going to need a uh, a very large glass with uh, maybe filled about halfway with ice, and then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna add ice to your shaker. Shake it only for about five seconds, just enough to chill it. You don't want to dilute this too much because there's already a lot of volume, and then you're gonna strain it into your glass. Throw a a, a garnish of mint on top. And I tell you, it tastes just like what I imagine Southern sweet tea would taste like. Uh, You do not taste the booze in this. You taste the tea and the peach and the lemon, but everything else is just just there for the ride. And I will say it packs a punch, no pun intended. uh, And it is uh, a refreshing... Cocktail that falls right in with my goal of doing nothing but summer, you know, inspired cocktails. So, uh, the the rye, or I should say, the, the bourbon rye sweet tea, is uh, delicious, and uh, I'm I'm enjoying like I've already gulped about half of it down since we've been starting this recording. Wow. Well, so
1: first of all, I really like the combo of the bourbon and the rye. You know, this is the best of both worlds right exactly. can't make a choice choose both you know matthew exactly. why does everything have to be so you know traditional you know poly- polyamory is you know it's all the rage these days right so <laughs> so i've been told why to. <laughs> why have one if you can have two right exactly exactly so that's my model for life certainly my model for cocktails but anyway, Definitely. and uh, so and also, I am a I am a big fan of, of Anders Ericsson's, uh, um YouTube channel. Uh, I, I watch that frequently and regularly, um, and I'm familiar with this recipe. So I'm I, I'm glad that you made it. It does uh, it is a very very traditional summer cocktail. I wonder though, can you talk to me a little bit about what the role of the amaro nonina nonino quintessentia is playing in in the cocktail can you tell is that like is it balancing off of the the bourbon sweetness i think it's just
0: it's it's adding sweetness and and i think that it really does like when you're drinking this it you know because i've been to like you know restaurants where they have like the sweet tea you know like there's a popular restaurant here in sonoma county uh um called Sweet Teas, actually, and uh, they have uh, sweet tea as part of their menus. I've drank that. It, it really tastes a lot like a non-alcoholic sweet tea is what this drink tastes like, and I think oh. the Amaro Nonito plays a role in that. Right. It's got some the herbalness there and uh, a- as well as the adding sweetness, so um, yeah, I think that's just kind of um, there, and, and you could probably get away without it, but uh, I think it's way better with it for sure
1: that's interesting yeah i mean that is something about a lot of amaros and amari i guess is the appropriate way to say uh amaros the plural form of amaro is amaris i think mari yeah yeah. Uh, amari Uh, right it wouldn't be amaris anyway it's amari (laughs) and uh they do all have a they all do start sweet right they do have a very uh um sweet profile up front and so they bring um they do bring a fair amount of sweetness they just finish all so bitter.
0: And, you know... Well, that's what's great about Amaro Nanino Quintessentia is that it doesn't have quite that bitter back end that that some of the others do. But I think, as you mentioned, that, I think that's important as well. I think that does does provide some, though. Right. And you do get that kind of lemony, kind of the tea and the lemon, uh, and I'm assuming the Amaro, um, and and maybe even the rye, kind of give it all this little bit of a... uh, kind of a bite in the back of your throat a little bit as you're drinking it. And so the sweetness and the tartness of all those combined are really, really good. And the peach bitters, did you find these somewhere? Yeah, I've had them. I don't know why I had. Them. I'm sure there was some cocktail early on that called for them. And so I got them and I've used them exactly one time. And so when I saw that this was a peach, had a peach profile, I was like, well, I'm throwing some bitters in there. And, uh, and I tried it without the bitters and with the bitters. And um, you could do without it. Uh, but right. I added them in, and uh, yeah, it was it was just another added layer, which I really like.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about bitters is that they really do boost the profile of a flavor that that is already in the cocktail. I mean, a lot of times we use something; they counter something, right? But for for example, in my cocktail, like if, if you um, really wanted to boost the lemon flavor in this cocktail, without adding a lot of lemon juice, and maybe you didn't want to overdo the shrub because it's going to put too much of a of a Of a uh, vinegar flavor into it or you didn't want to use a shrub at all and you didn't because you don't like shrubs Um, the uh, lemon bitters would be a really good addition to this Uh, it would also be something good that you could use to boost the profile of flavor later so as you're traveling around with the cocktail in your growler and (laughs) you uh, just also happen to have a bottle of lemon bitters in your pocket as one does
0: as one does, definitely.
1: Uh, well, anyway, Matthew, lovely cocktail choice, on point for the, for the summer. I, I I like it a lot. It it, uh, it definitely sounds like something that I want to try. It was kind of already penciled in on my list because I'd seen Anders doing
0: it, but now that I know that you've beaten me to the punch, that
1: on uh, now I have to make it.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, you do. And and there's eight ingredients. So shout out to Scott. Sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to you know, go out. and... <laughs> <laughs> Probably buy some few things, but uh, you know it's not a simple cocktail. But boy, it all comes together really, really nicely.
1: Mine is very simple, Scott. So there you Except go. Except
0: for that two days of making. Your
1: well, show. you know you can buy a shrub. You can go to that fancy grocery store that I went to, and you can buy in a shrub. I n n a s h r u b in a shrub. They make a Meyer lemon shrub, and that would be a suitable replacement. Huh? Okay, or you could now. go back We're, to the 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 you know the, the 1 ounce of, or 2 ounces of lemon juice. Uh and then just drink it right away. And and who cares? So there you go, Scott. <laughs> well, there you have it folks, the gin punch and the sweet tea. If you liked either of these cocktails enough to try them yourselves or maybe you made something even better, take a photo of it or maybe just write a love poem about it and send it to us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, Mastodon. Did I get them all, Matthew? Is that it? That's all of them, right?
0: That's it. That's it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Matthew really- keep promising TikTok, but we haven't got
1: right. it. Right. No. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm committed. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to do it. Sometime in the fall, TikTok. It's happening. One time. Just one video. That's all I'm promising. But anyway- We love to interact with you, or Matthew loves to interact with you. Uh, You know, I think it's cool. I read them later. About two or three days after you interact with Matthew on Twitter and Mastodon or whatever, or threads, I read them, except on Mastodon. I don't go there. But anyway, it helps when you interact with us. You know what else helps the show? Matthew. Leaving a positive
0: review on Apple Podcasts.
1: That is correct. Or telling a friend. Or anybody. Random strangers.
0: How many randoms? Str- it doesn't have to be a friend. That's yeah, right. I mean, you only got so many friends, so start telling strangers. He could be enemies. People, maybe even people you don't like. You know, just tell
1: them that. Too. Yeah, it could be. It could be enemies or exes. I'm not going to talk about any exes now. My wife's in the room. Um, but hey, Margarita, my arch nemesis from second grade. Listen to the show. That's right. Her name was Margarita. Anyway, we'll see you all next Monday when we'll be drinking these very same cocktails while we rant and whine and bemoan about the ever-confusing and confounding but yet third-best team in the National League, San Francisco Giants. Until then, Matthew, cheers, my friend.
0: Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.